into one and I feel like the loss of my parents was the um was the check because it was only sort of like 18 months two years between losing the both of them but it was that catalyst of like life is for living like mm. I cannot spend and it's, it's hard because I, I didn't hate teaching but I saw space in life where I could work on my personal development I could put myself first I could have the flexibility that I needed I desperately desperately needed therapy I desperately needed to spend time on myself because I was in such a bad place and I thought that you know by carrying on teaching 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 70 hours a week I'm never going to have the space and time to do anything for myself so that was a sad catalyst but like a needed catalyst. Welcome to Bossing It, a podcast exploring real-life stories of individual women sharing the ups and downs of their experiences and life's challenges designed to leave our listeners feeling inspired and empowered. Every episode will be a new adventure where we discover a fresh outlook on life and business. I am your host, Lara Sheldrake, founder of Found and Flourish. And today I'm speaking with Vix Meldrew, who is an ex-primary school teacher turned online educator specialising in teaching thousands of people across the world how to build their brands online and turn their audiences into raving fans, clients and customers. After leaving teaching in 2019 to go full-time as a lifestyle content creator, Vix's community turned to her for a no BS and straight-talking advice on growing their platforms and services. From there, she launched Grow and Glow in 2019, a membership community for anyone looking to upskill their content and marketing game whilst growing the confidence to show up online. In this episode, Vix shares with us how she turned her side hustle passion project into a full-time gig, launching a successful online membership and learning platform, and how growing a support network around her has been pivotal for the success of Grow & Glow. We talk about the importance of transparency, how to implement boundaries when juggling an online platform and thriving community, and the key attributes to a successful business. I hope you enjoy. Vix, welcome to the Bossing It pod. Thank you so much for being here today. Firstly, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I absolutely love coming on podcasts. I was very excited when you invited me on and I can't wait to chat. Oh, me too. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you for being here today. So for the listeners who aren't familiar with your story, I'd love for you to start from the beginning and explain how you went from being a primary school teacher to an online educator and and now running a successful membership, Grow and Glow. Thank you. started teaching in about 2012. And around 2014, 2015, I got really into blogging, following bloggers, content creators. They were just called bloggers at the time. There was no such thing as a content creator or influencer. It's just bloggers. And I always thought, oh, my gosh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to start a blog. I'd never really written before, but I just loved following these women who were just posting really interesting articles and things like that. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. And I love a project. Uh, that is my favorite thing my favorite my hobby is projects so it came to one of my six weeks holidays uh, from teaching and I thought my project for the six weeks is going to be to start a blog and at the time I I wasn't very happy in life Um, I wasn't really happy in teaching I wasn't just just wasn't doing very well at it even though I thought 
I would be doing better at it. Um, I was not in a very fulfilling relationship. I was a bit lonely. Uh, and I thought I want something where I can build a community, maybe make some friends and have, you know, something to do. Uh, so that kind of started as all blogs started at the beginning, which was me just talking about random things like the night bus and jeans and trying on jeans in a changing room type thing. Um, I dread to think what some of my early blog posts are. Um, and from there, I just fell in love with it. And I just met all of these new friends and had all of these great opportunities. And it was when the blogging industry in the UK just started really picking up in terms of brands and money and events and opportunities and all that kind of stuff. And, and luckily, I was right there for it. And I just threw myself into it. And then I broke up with that ex-boyfriend, uh, moved out on my own for the very first time, was also going through a really rough patch um, and losing my mum to cancer at the time. And my blog was my escape. So I mm -hmm. then started to speak all about dating, mental health, grief, and just pouring my heart and soul out onto the internet. Um, and from there, again, things just started to really take off, uh, built a really great community, that's when I started to get paid by brands and started to make a sort of side income from teaching. And it's then when I started to dream of like, oh, I'm not that great at teaching as much as I love it, as much as like, I feel like I'm good at it. I'd hate the system. I hate the admin. I hate playing all of the <laughs> games. Maybe I could do something else. And maybe I could not have to work 70 hours a week um, and come home crying every day. Mm -hmm. So I started to think, oh, if I keep going at this, and turn this kind of side income into a full-time income, maybe it's something I could do. Then in 2017, I met my now husband and had to stop blogging about dating. So he just sort of ruined, <laughs> ruined my brand um, and had to pivot again into, into doing something else. But around this time, my community that I built had started to come to me and be like, how have you done this? Like, how are you working with so many brands? How are you making this money? How are you able to build this business? Give me your tips, give me your advice. And it was then that I just started like casually doing courses or eBooks or uh, sort of one-on-one -on -one coaching, helping other people who are interested in getting into blogging and, and building like an online brand. And from there, that then turned into its own like little business. So when it came to 2018 I said to my now husband who was then my boyfriend like I think I could I could go part-time I could part-time teach and part-time build my brand and then if I go part-time then maybe I could build it up to go full-time and by April I was full-time I'd managed to leave actually so I went actually part-time in January by March I had in my notice April I left um to sort of be a blogger air quotes content creator influencer because the whole influencer industry had started to like pick up full time it was then that I had this existential crisis of oh my gosh I used to be a teacher that is a very noble profession now I put pictures on Instagram and get paid for it I hate my life what am I doing um, and felt very like unfulfilled and really wanted to keep that teaching element going and connecting and helping people and facilitating learning I'm a huge fan of learning myself I, I'm always doing courses and getting coaching and all that kind of stuff it was then that those early seeds of building like an online education business came about and then in May 2019 I launched Grow and Glow which was at first a membership community for bloggers and content creators to learn everything about blogging and content creating and to build their own 
content creating kind of business. Uh, but it's evolved, it evolved very, very quickly in that we had so many different people joining. We had life coaches, graphic designers, photographers, homeware brands, product-based businesses, beauty businesses, like so many different people joining. And the common thread was that everybody wanted a, the skills to be able to show up online and create great content and get their brands out there, but also that community element of feeling like supported and feeling like you're not in competition with everyone. We can actually collaborate and we can help each other. We can cheer each other on. Uh, and that's what I've been doing since since then. Wow, that is so inspiring. And you've just said so many interesting things there. Um, lots of things that I want to touch on, but it sounds like, you know, what, what started off as a, a passion project quite quickly became something that you could see being like a full-time, full-time job. So what was that moment then when you, when you decided that you were going to take that leap? What, what happened in that moment? What was the tipping point for you? So at that time, um, I was having a really rough time at school because I, I wanted to go part time because I just found that my attention was so divided. I, my attention was going into this, you know, side project that I was really passionate about and all my thoughts, feelings and passion was going into this. And I felt it kind of draining away from the teaching. And I absolutely loved teaching. I loved the kids. I loved the families of the school that I was working in. But I could just feel my energy draining from it. And I don't like doing a bad job. And I felt like, okay, if I concentrate on this, then the teaching is going to suffer. So that was when the thought started seeping in that my attention was too divided. And then I had a head teacher at the time that I just couldn't gel with. She made work really harder than it ever needed to be. And at the same time, my dad had started getting ill and then I lost my dad. Uh, to cancer as well oh, so there was thing. I don't know. Really it was a it was a tough few years shall we say but it was all of that kind of amalgamating into one and I feel like the loss mm. of my parents was the um was the check because it was only sort of like 18 months two years between losing the both of them but it was that catalyst of like life is for living mm. like I cannot spend and, and it's, it's hard because I, I didn't hate teaching but I saw space in life where I could work on my personal development I could put myself first I could have the flexibility that I needed I desperately desperately needed therapy I desperately needed to spend time on myself because I was in such a bad place Mm -hmm. and I thought that you know by carrying on teaching 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 70 hours a week I'm never going to have the space and time to do anything for myself so that was a sad catalyst but like a needed catalyst And that's such a brave move to say, I love what I'm doing, but it's not right for me right now. Um, Mm. I need more and I need more for me. And you've just listed loads of amazing reasons why a lot of people go um, freelance or self-employed, you know, the flexibility, the extra time to be able to invest in themselves, their personal development, growth, um, working on their own terms. But with that also comes so many challenges Mm. could you maybe describe a few of the challenges that you faced obviously making that transition um for me it was mindset that was my biggest block money mindset and confidence in myself mindset such a big one isn't it yeah Um, and and that was really such a key like I knew as soon as I went full-time that they were the first two things I needed to tackle uh money mindset because I constantly thought when's the next job coming what if I can't pay rent what if I can't pay my bills and up until that point I'd always had a really terrible relationship with money I'd been in I was in debt I 
had no savings I was very spendy I you know my paycheck would come in it wouldn't last me the month you know I was always scrabbling for money and I didn't have good relationship with money and I didn't understand the flow of money for me money came in and it went out and it just went out and I worried and I panicked and did it so I had awful money mindset because for the 10 years previously I'd had a terrible relationship with money so I knew that that was a, a, a thing that I needed to tackle straight away because I knew that I would be even more depressed and and frustrated and anxious if every month I was like oh my gosh where's the next job what can I do next where's the next paycheck coming panic 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 so how did you overcome that uh, I started looking into different resources Um, I looked I worked closely with Chloe Slade who uh, has the vibe and flow membership which is a money mindset membership I met her through the internet I took on board her journaling process Uh, I just had great conversations with her around money and and how it flows and things like that and I, I worked with lots of great coaches lots of great coaches who would say to me like put together an evidence bank like record every single time you get a job record the frequency of how these jobs are coming in and use that as evidence so whenever you have a thought of oh my gosh where's the next client coming from where's the next job coming from you've got that evidence bank that has shown you for over the last three months six months a year how frequently they've been coming in why is it going to stop now there's no reason why it stops now yeah, that's um, such great advice. I think finding evidence is um, something that comes up a lot when I ask coaches and experts to offer advice um, for those who might feel uh, kind of crippled by imposter syndrome, lack of confidence, as you say, sort of that scarcity mindset. And it's like, well, where's the evidence that you need to feel like this? Because more often than not, when you look at the facts and your experiences and your life experiences, they suggest otherwise. They suggest that you are capable. There is enough to go around. You can make money. All those, all those things that we mm-hmm. tend to forget and we allow our mind to um, completely disregard when mm. we start to feel that way. So I think that's really good advice. Yeah. And the other was that the mindset in myself. So not just where money was coming from, but what if, what if people stopped caring? What if I couldn't find a next client? What if I stopped growing? What if and nobody gave a sh- anymore you know um there was that mindset and I went on um Alice Benham's retreat back in May no yeah April 2019 so just before I launched Growing Glow so Growing Glow was like an idea that I'd been working on in the background but hadn't launched yet and I went on Alice's retreat with some amazing people Uh, Sophie French uh, who's a life coach was the life coach on the retreat and other business women as well who were all at that stage of like starting to launch something wanted to work on mindset wanted to work on their action plan and I genuinely tell everyone that this retreat changed my life like my mindset before and after those three four days that we were away totally different and one of the workshops she did during the retreat was around burn your bullshit and this was just about, I was yeah, just about to launch Grow and Glow. And I had a huge mindset block. No one's going to join. It's not going to, you know, give me a steady income. I won't be able to survive on 10 members. That's not a steady income. I'm going to have to go back to teaching. The week before the retreat, I'd applied for a teaching job, um, a, a new teaching job. Because I was just like, I just think that I'm not going to be able to do it. And she did this workshop and she just basically spoke again into looking at that evidence like look at every job you've done every course you've done every event you've done until this point has it ever been when no one's shown up no have you always sold it out yes you will do it and I was also yeah just 
those kind of pre-launch things of like this is all going to go wrong and being in Mm -hmm. this group of people where we talked about our fears and our worries and we also had we got to know each other so closely over the three or four days that we were there that by the end we all had to like talk to each other and talk at each other's like strengths and sitting in this room with like these 10 women 12 I can't even remember how many people were there now um who all turned around and were like you are a natural educator it's in your blood you're so nourishing you're so helpful you're so you just want to teach people and help them learn and lift them up like that is who you are just gave me that like complete confidence boost to to just go out and do it yeah it's uh, amazing I love that so in terms of like practical what people can do obviously not everyone's going to be able to go on retreats we're still in a, in a pandemic it's it's about having that community of people around you who can lift you up who can help you burn your own bs who can tell you mm-hmm. go back and look at everything you've done so far why is this going to be different why is this going to be the thing that you fail at um and, and doing all of those things to work on that mindset, exactly like you said, looking into imposter syndrome, comparisonitis, why we suffer from these things. Mm. Um, and when you almost make it like meta, when you understand what imposter syndrome is, you're like, oh, that's why I feel like that. And it helps you move move through it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's such great advice. And I mean, it's something that I think most of us have to deal with on a regular basis it's not like suddenly you're cured um and I wonder do you have any regular practices that you have positive affirmations reminders um evidence to you know prove your imposter syndrome otherwise that you use to to manage that now because it doesn't go away you know sometimes the more successful you are the louder the imposter syndrome is so what do you do to manage that yeah I've got lots of coping mechanisms and one of them I worked with another great life coach called Sophie Cliff and she talked about having this um like evidence file so I've got this like google doc and every every week or every couple of days when something good happens whether it's big or small I'll put it into this google document and if I ever have a wobble it's always on it's always one of my tabs open so I'll go into it and be like okay last week all of these good things happened okay and it will help keep me strong uh, similarly I think it's all this like evidence-based stuff but similarly with my Chloe Slade vibe and flow journals they're my manifestation 90 day goal journals I've got about five or six of them now that I filled out um, so again if I have a wobble I'll go back and have a look at them oh my gosh, this is what I wanted six months ago. And this is where I am now. This is what I wanted three months ago. And this is where I am now. And it's just reminding myself of that evidence um, that A, it's coming. Good good things are coming. Um, better things are coming. Success is coming. All of these things are still flowing in. Uh, and there's no reason for it to kind of stop now. Uh, and then I also have a really good community of people around me who I can go to and say this is the wobble that I'm having this is how I'm feeling about something right now or I'm panicking about this or I'm about to launch this and it's going to go completely tits up ah what do I do (laughs) and having people around you that go okay let's check in on the evidence why is it going to go tits up like and keeping that level you know Yeah, that's great. No, I love that. I think it's so important, especially when you run a community or a membership to have that support network of your own. How do you manage running a community, being an online educator to thousands of people, creating the amount of content you create? Maybe you can give us a little insight into that because obviously you've grown the business quite quickly And I know from previous conversations with you that you have invested as quickly as you've grown. 
maybe you could give us a little bit of insight into that and the journey of growing and how you've managed that and and wearing multiple hats yeah definitely i invested very even before launching grow and glow grow and glow didn't launch until may but i had a team on board in january had a va and then i've got beth who's still with us in grow and glow as a content creator so very very first on um i had those guys uh, danny the va was helping me with all of like va stuff admin uh, systems, organization, those two things are not my strengths. And Beth uh, took the content creation workload and, and shared it with me at the beginning. Then when we got to a certain like income point, which was sort of December, so May to December, I said, okay, we, we've now got some profit. We're now not just putting everything back into expenses. I use that profit to hire somebody else. So now we've got Jade on the team. And that helps me with the other parts of content. She edits videos, she edits the podcast, she arranges our members, uh, member experts to come into the membership. And then six months later, when we hit the next income goal, we started to make profit again. We brought on Samara and Samara does all of our customer sort of emails, uh, inbox, membership reporting, back end kind of little bits and bobs. Uh, so for me, that's always helped me to be able to free me up to push on to do something else and, and think of the next idea and, and big picture stuff where I could about the strategy of the membership because I had this great team there doing the day to day. Yeah, I think it is so essential, so essential, even just for peace of mind and knowing that, you know, I say this quite often and it was something that uh, one of our members, a good friend, a mentor of mine and um, a women's leadership coach, Katie Murray, she talks about how you know we've got these different zones you've got your zone of incompetence and they're the, the things that you're incompetent at right so it might be the tasks that you're not very efficient at doing or things that just take you a long time and when you're starting a business on your own you have to wear all the hats and do all the things that includes the things that take you 10 hours when it would take a developer or someone else an hour and the aim is for you to be able to operate most of the time in that zone of genius so that thing that you're really good at that you can do like you know that you know like the back of your hand and you can do with real ease where you're in that state of flow and that's something that I've always remembered and something that for me as a business owner and someone who runs a community and a membership I I also invested really early on in a virtual assistant so someone who could help run the operations and the back end and then as you say sort of bringing people in who can help with maybe the content and marketing um, and it is an absolute game changer it might mean that you don't pay yourself as much as you'd like to begin with but I think it's having that peace of mind and just knowing that you then have that headspace to think where do I want to take the business and how am I going to take it there knowing that you've got that time and, and creative time to think strategically about those next steps where did you start like what what were kind of the first steps and how did you know you were making the right hire for your team? How do you go about that hiring process? I'm not an expert at this at all. It's something I'm constantly working on. I've, I'm working with a, a development and uh, management coach this week, in fact, to talk around team structure. And it, it's difficult because when we first started Grow and Glow, I very much thought it was just going to be like a side project because I was doing like the whole influencer thing at the time. And I was like, oh, this would be a fun little side project didn't even take it seriously as a business. So when I've made these like hires, it's when I wasn't necessarily taking it like seriously, seriously. So then mm. now it is like, okay, it's grown into a bit of a beast of its own. It is time to take it seriously. You know, I'm going to get this uh, consultant to come in and help me with structure and, and job roles and responsibilities and, and make sure it's like 
solidified. But essentially the first thing I did was I went onto my Instagram stories and I was like, I think I need a VA. A, are you one and what do you do? B, these are all the things I need help with. Are you good at these things? And that was when I first hired Danny. We got on really well on the phone. I put my hands up and said, organization, systems, productivity, not my strengths. And her strengths were completely products, uh, productivity and systems. So brought her on to help systemize Grow and Glow in terms of, and she helped me build the website and she helped me do like little bits on the back end, getting like the, the plugin in. She helped me going back and forth with my ideas on how to structure it and all that kind of stuff. And Beth, again, who I said has been with me since the beginning, I actually did one-on-one blogging coach coaching with her when she was trying to build her blog. She's now got a, a really successful copywriting business. And we just met up for like a blogging session. And I told her about Grow and Glow. And I said, you know, you're going to get your free membership because you've been a client of mine. Um, and, I, and I was like, actually, you are excellent at content. You're excellent at writing. You're excellent at this. And one thing I know uh, that a membership will have at the beginning is a lot of content. I'll have to do all the writing on the website, all of the emails, and we'll have all of the content that we want to give to our members, our like worksheets and templates and things like that. Um, would you fancy helping me? So she started just doing a couple of hours a week, but now she she's doing 30, 40 hours a month, you know, helping us out mm. with the content. So brilliant. It was me kind of looking at the areas that I either felt that I needed the most help in uh, time wise or skills wise. And I thought, okay, I need to be able to gel. Like we need, um, you have to be able to get my personality. You have to be able to have a laugh. You have to have, you know, we have to just get on and have a bit of, oh God, I was going to say the word banter, but I hate that word. Um, You know, (laughs) rapport, shall we say. It's important though, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. to get on and and be lighthearted about it. Business is serious enough. We don't need to make it any more serious. It's nice to be able to have a laugh with people, definitely, that you work with. 100%. And the best thing about uh, Beth at the beginning as well is that she bought into my vision for Grow and Glow and what I wanted to make it and the dreams that I had for it and how I wanted to structure it and who we wanted to have in it. So that's been great because the tough thing that I found is working with freelancers, how do you get that buy-in? How do you get them to be interested in the business when they've got 500 million other clients? So finding those freelancers who don't treat you like one of their hundreds of other clients, even if you are, is, is great. You mentioned content worksheets. I know that you run courses training programs how do you structure your days or your weeks or your months so that you put enough time aside to create this content and this is a two-part question and what advice would you give to others who are struggling with coming up with content creation ideas oh yeah good one I mean I I don't ever work on a plan um I wish I like I said I'm not organized uh, so <laughs> I try to have days where it's Slack and email and I need help with those kind of things. So that will probably be my next hire is, is more like admin help because I find myself getting lost in in the those little tiny bits. Yeah, I, I don't ever set aside a time for content necessarily because I'm a more reactive person. I'll like think of something, I'll be like, okay, I need to post about that or this is what my community is talking about. I need to post about that or this is what everyone is on everyone's mind at the moment I need to post about that so I try and just find time but I think over you know I've been doing content now for five six years it's pretty like down pat you know in terms of in being quick at it and I've got my graphic designer who does my templates so I just have to sort of word vomit in and and off we go Uh, but I always do carve out time 
just to think and to strategize and to ideas and to reflect that is the stuff that I hold close and I always protect that time to do that that kind of because yeah I just I don't feel like a serious business owner I still feel like a child most of the time (laughs) or I still feel like you know a student teacher who's just bimbling along and doesn't really know what they're doing I feel like that way 98% of the time so well it doesn't it doesn't come across like that but I think the childlike (laughs) element is lovely because actually the way you come across is really fun and education can be fun and I think the way you bring color and joy and fun into that your delivery and your content is really refreshing which is probably why everyone loves you so much so I think it's lovely to be that way and actually on that I wonder how you manage because obviously putting that time aside to think creatively and give yourself that headspace you're you're very active on social media you run two really successful accounts how do you manage stepping away from that and having that headspace without being too affected or influenced by online or social media noise that's happening elsewhere? Yeah, for sure. Um, so with the Grow and Glow account, Beth um, does the content for that. Poppy's our graphic designer. Beth does all of the content for that. And I pop in to do the engagement and occasionally the stories. So that luckily, Beth is Beth's baby and is brilliant. And then on my own social media this has definitely been something that I had to work on in 2020 uh, was getting better at taking breaks I try not to go on at the evening and I definitely don't go on it of a weekend unless it gets to like Sunday night and I'm like I'll just pop something up on stories but much better at taking that step back being coming from that kind of blogging background content creation Instagram influencery type stuff you very much felt like you had to be on 24 7 FOMO if you're not on you're going to lose your engagement you can do this and all of these bad things are going to happen but 2020 definitely taught me that stepping back is actually really good for you taking breaks so that you can allow yourself to be creative taking breaks when the noise gets too much just to switch mm. off and be like I don't want to hear this I need to protect my own brain um having boundaries I worked with uh, a boundaries coach Joe from Mad and Sad Club to really help me with my uh, online boundaries uh, that, that sounds interesting yeah. any any kind of key takeaways that you might be able to pass on to anyone else who's feeling like they have a lack of boundaries massively so the best thing that we did together was create on our Instagram a start here highlight so I went onto stories and I gave them all of my information this is who I am this is the content I create this is who it's for especially 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 and this is key 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 and I'll come back to this in a sec this is who it's not for this is what I'll put up with this is when you can expect an answer this is when you can expect to reply and these are the things I'm just not going to reply to here's all of my free content my blog my podcast posts IGTV your answer will be in here if not email and we'll get to it and throw all of that out up front and it's just like a business who has open hours if you Facebook message me on my private Facebook page, you're not going to get a response. Throwing that out there and being strict with it, but then having to be strict with it within yourself and keep keep to it, uh, that's been the game changer. So all of that in a start here highlight, then setting up a quick reply on Instagram to say, uh, thank you so much for sending me this message. I feel like your question has probably already been answered in my start here highlight because I put some FAQs in as well or on my page, or on my blog, or on my podcast, please check those out, means that if somebody sends me a question that I know I literally answered four minutes ago, I can send them that message. 
they still get the value that I want to provide that I want to be helpful and I want to yeah do the best that I can but it also preserves my energy so that I don't because I got to a point in the summer where I felt like I was responding to a hundred DMs a day answering the same thing and it made yeah, me really that's mad, bitter. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah really resentful didn't feel like I was being helpful felt like I was being short with people and I didn't want to be like that I want to be helpful I want to be useful that's what I'm online to serve you know so I wanted to put something somewhere where people still got the value but it protected my time and the the most important thing that I wanted to come back to was putting out there who you're not for this again has been the biggest biggest game changer in this online industry education coaching memberships this, that, and the other. We've seen it in 2020 where um, so many sort of gurus have set themselves up at these like, oh my gosh, I am the god of social media. I'm the god of online coaching. I'm the, you only listen to me. And if you follow my advice, your whole life will be changed. And you just have to spend thousands of pounds with me and putting up all of these big, big claims and then really letting people down. And for me, the number one problem with that is that it's been in the messaging it's been in not telling people that you're not for them like my style will not resonate with everyone I'm very straight talking very sarcastic swear a lot um make silly jokes act like a child 99% of the time and the information I give sometimes is boring because I only give facts you know I don't extrapolate into my own theories and start trying to create like an Instagram bible and you must believe in me as the Jesus of Instagram so I need to tell people that if if that's what you're looking for, if you need a leader or a teacher who's going to tell you that nothing's your fault and that you're the most amazing person ever and that you're all of these things, then you're not going to get that from me. Because what I don't want to do is under promise, sorry, over promise and under deliver. Mm. And I feel like that comes in telling people that they're not for you. I think that that is really important for anyone who's in this online space, be it service-based business, product-based business, freelancer. It's okay to have, I know we have that mindset of we want as many clients and customers as possible, but for your own sake, for your own boundaries, you only want those people who are for you because that's going to protect your energy in the best way. You don't want those people who are not for you, who are going to expect too much, who you're going to feel like you have to over-promise to. It's a road to disaster. Yeah, it's such, that is such good advice, such good advice. And I think people are scared to um, be that transparent. I think transparency is so key in any business, right? Especially when you're running a community and you've got people looking up to you and looking to you to learn from and to grow with. I think having that level of transparency is essential. But I think, yeah, in in the social media world, especially, we are afraid to say this, this is who I'm not for, or this is who we do not serve. And it also, I guess, comes back to that scarcity mindset as well, doesn't it? It's like, well, if I say that, then I'll be missing out on something. And I thought it was interesting what you said earlier about your community membership and how you have all sorts of people, like a huge variety of people. And when I opened up the membership and had all these different people, I was thinking, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to serve them all with the content I provide and what I've realized is that there's obviously those synergies of needs for us it's definitely that feeling of loneliness and that need for community and support it's not necessarily that they need a specific amount of content on one area of business actually as long as there's that common thread and that's something that you focus on then people can decide whether 
they want to be a part of that or not. And then the transparency is there from the beginning. But I think it's a work in progress and it's a, and it's a constant thing that we need to check in with, isn't it? How how can we be as clear as possible and how can we ignore all the noise that's going on and everything else that everyone is doing and just hone in on what it is that we want to do as purpose led, mission led businesses And I guess that also goes back to looking at values, vision, mission, purpose, which are the things I always tell my clients to look at first. You can't go out and sort of start selling to people or identify or define your audience until you know what's important to you, what you're trying to do as a business, what your purpose is. And then you can decide who you are for and who is going to benefit from being a part of your community. So I think I think, yeah, that's an important point to make that I don't think a lot of people probably take the time in understanding and establishing for themselves. Yeah, 100 um, percent. I, I think exactly like you said, it comes from that lack mindset of, oh, gosh, I need to try and get as many people as possible um, because I, I, I otherwise, you know, where's the next client going to come from? Customer? So like I said earlier, that's my that was my old mindset. So I completely understand where that kind of comes from. Um, and, you know, Grow and Glow has changed so much. Like at the beginning, we were just for content creators and influencers. And now we get people messaging to say, can I join this membership or is it still just for content creators and influencers? So I know from there, you know, the messaging needs to change. And what you were saying about the common thread, that's exactly it. Our common thread at Grow and Glow is we are a membership for people who need to show up online. Mm. You know, and that is going to be a content creator, a photographer, a bricklayer, anyone who builds their business online. How do you show up online? It's through content. You know, mm. nowadays marketing isn't just email marketing, it's Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. It's all of these aspects of online and whether you decide to do all of them or one of them, you need to be able to have the skills and the knowledge to be able to create that content. You know, I was a teacher and coming into content creation. We've got so many people in our communities who have never created a piece of content in their lives, but they know they need to create it, whether that's a blog post, an email, uh, an Instagram post, because they need that visibility on their business. Yeah. So, we can provide them with the skills and the knowledge to be able to do that through all of our expert workshops and all of our resources. But then we can also support them as a community to say, this is hard, isn't it? It's really hard Mm. showing up every day online and putting yourself out there and being the face of a brand. That's what personal branding is. You're the face of the brand. You're the person that represents what your whole business is about. It's really tough. Like we all get it. And, you know, your husband doesn't get it. Your next door neighbor doesn't get it only other people who are personal brands and who are showing up online as themselves and therefore extensions of their businesses are the only other people that get what it's really like yeah yeah definitely and that's the power of community isn't it and that's something that a lot of the women in our community say you know it's it's just being around other women who get it running your own business is bloody hard work and it is so isolating at times so knowing that you are a part of a community who can relate to you in some way is so unbelievably powerful is there any advice you could give to those wanting to up the game with their personal brand yeah definitely a few things start with your why great book by Simon Sinek start with why looking at that why you're doing this in the first place you can have two whys a personal why and a business why your personal why is why you building this brand for yourself. For me, I wanted flexibility. I wanted to not work 70 hours a week. I wanted to have more time for personal development and spending it on myself, with myself and with my family. That was my personal why. My business why is that I want to help empower other people to be able to show up online and grow their own brands 
so that they can have a similar personal why, freedom, flexibility, time to work on themselves. So I wanted to equip them with everything that I've learned over the years, uh, skills, confidence, mindset in showing up online so that they could build their brand. So connecting with that, when you know your business why, that kind of gives your whole brand its foundations. Like, okay, this is why I'm here. This is what I'm doing. I'm actually launching my own e-commerce business in uh, Feb which is going to be so totally different, but it's a, a shop for dog products, eco-friendly dog products. Personal why? I have a dog. I love her. And I really want to do a business that's not social media based. Business why is that I want to provide products and a marketplace for UK small businesses, homemade, handmade, eco-friendly, natural dog products, because with the dogs that I've had, you know, everything's plastic, everything's neoprene, mm-hmm. everything gets thrown out after Such two a minutes once they idea. destroyed it. Yeah. So, you know, you can, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You can have a personal why and a business why, but that why, um, it just becomes the, the cornerstone of your brand. From there, you then go into looking at your, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of niching. I talk about it all the time, is not trying to appeal to everyone, trying to be as specific as possible. If you're a life coach, how can you drill that down? If you're a photographer, does it have to be branding, wedding, lifestyle and product? Can you specialize in one thing? If you're a graphic designer, who's the ideal customer? Could you be a graphic designer for female-led small businesses or for mechanics? I don't know. But trying to really distill down as specific as possible what you're doing, it feels very scary and it feels like you're limiting your audience and it feels like you're limiting your business. But actually, it's the, it's the best way to grow. I think that's fantastic advice and a really lovely place to end this conversation. There's so much food for thought here. I think honing in on your why, niching down, being specific, having transparency, being really clear on your mission and who you're serving essentially is really the key to having clarity in how you want to put yourself out there into the world so I think that's that's such brilliant advice thank you Vix is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before you go um just come and chat to me on Instagram I always love seeing what people are up to what ideas people are having I'm very nosy into what other (laughs) great things people are doing so yeah just come and have a chat (laughs) amazing and where can people come and find you Yay, yeah. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Vix Meldrew. You can find Grow and Glow at growglow.co and our website is also growglow.co. Uh, and they're the main places I hang out. Amazing. Thank you so much, Vix. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great to chat and um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Bossing It podcast with me, Lara Sheldrake. You can visit our website at www.foundflourish.co.uk. Follow us on social at foundflourish and use the hashtag bossingitpod. And please don't forget to rate and review us on your favourite podcast platform. This will help other listeners find us. See you next time.